All right, coming up on this episode of Bro, Do You Even Talk Pinball? We've got James Bond 007 revealed by Stern. We'll talk about that. And we're also going to review Godzilla. All that and more coming right up. And now, the Hall and Oates of Pinball Podcasting, Nick Lane and Kevin Manny of Buffalo Pinball. Whoa, boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka to you, Nick. It's, it's October. That? I actually heard that. Did you hear it? I think it was coming through my mic because it was cranked. Well, at least, I, at least <laughs> you, I know where we're at in the podcast. You got to hear it a little bit. What's going on, everybody? Yeah. Welcome to October. It's uh, October 6th, 2022. Uh, uh, the bald guy, that's Kevin. The skinny guy that's Nick, if you're if you're following along at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh what's new with you? Yeah, it's it's your boys. What's I don't know. I I normally see you like a million times. I haven't seen you. That's a genuine question from Kevin saying what's what's new with me. Dude, yeah, it's been insane, right? Like we we've tried to schedule this podcast like thirteen times, I swear. I I've been I've been busy. I've been traveling for work. I've been traveling for pleasure. Um so yeah. Uh, I think I just got sick from all that, so that's good. But other than that, the usual. Yeah, and I've been going to like a hundred thousand uh, soccer games because my my son is in soccer. So like three or four times a week, I'm out there doing that, doing the doing the dad thing. So uh, yeah, <laughs> Nick got sick from pleasure today. We learned. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, anytime you travel like on a plane, I went, so I went to a concert two weeks ago. I was down in Virginia for a uh, good old Pat McGee band, uh, my favorite artist. I haven't seen him for 20 years, so that was fun. And then uh, I was traveling for work. So I went to a concert. Oh, Nick, we just lost your audio. Oh, hey, you're back. <laughs> you're back. I'm back? Yeah, you like went robot on us for a second there. Well, secret's out. Yeah, secret's Nick's out. a robot. Okay. <laughs> and your Not your audio setting changed back, so you're quiet again. You know, podcasting is easy. Everybody should podcast. Nick, why don't you why don't you while I play with this, you can talk to our partners. Yeah, we want to thank our partners. Uh first of all, our there's Martha making an appearance. All right, in the Martha. Can't see her. All right. <laughs> good timing. Yeah. This is a, This is really good. All right. Uh our premier partner, Pin Stadium Lights, Pin Stadium. Illuminating your pinball machines with an app controlled uh, iOS, Android. Uh, it, it, it's smart. It's very smart. You use coupon code Buffalo, save 10%. Thank you, Pin Stadium. You got Pinwoofer, pinwoofer.com. Upgrade the sound of your pinball machines. It's especially, listen, if you've got a music pin, that's a no brainer. Just do that automatically. We got Flipping Out Pinball, flippingoutpinball.com. The only place, in my opinion, where anybody should be buying a new, brand new inbox pinball machine. Uh, the best customer service in the industry. That's Zach Many. We got Titan Pinball, TitanPinball.com for silicone rings, tools, pinballs, uh, and pinball accessories. Uh, I highly recommend their uh, flipper guard. Then we got Pinball EDU. Go to pinballraffle.org for your chance to win a pinball machine and also to support charity. 
Yeah, Pinside.com, the legendary place to get into fights about anything and everything. Um, that's Pinside.com. We love you, Pinside.com. Pinside.com helped me sell my uh, Walking Dead, so thank you. I appreciate that. A great marketplace. Comet Pinball, CometPinball.com for LED lights. All right, the old school, OG sponsor. We love you, Comet Pinball. And then finally, Jersey Jack Pinball, maker of the most beautiful pinball machines on the planet. Kevin. You nailed it. Good job. Am I still a robot, or did I transform? No, no you're good. Yeah, I got your audio levels cranked up, so I think... Yes, we'll you never know. know what I said. I said some really cool shit, you know, and I... and. <laughs> The internet didn't like it, and it muted me. There you so, go. That's how the internet is sometimes. Yeah. Well, why don't we cut to the chase and get right to New the... New ads 100% right, so if you're following along in the chat and, and thing, I won't I won't go into that, but 100% right. <laughs> I'm hearing that from... Every, every, people are yeah. saying, don't Dude, do that. That This is a dumpster fire at this point. <laughs> All right. Top story of the month. Uh, Stern uh, officially sort of launched uh, Bond, and then they officially launched James Bond. James Bond 007. Uh, so, uh, I'll, I'll read you. This is coming to us from Pinball News. After canceling their earlier launch due to the death of Queen Elizabeth II, uh, Stern Pinball today officially announced details of their latest James Bond 007 cornerstone title. This is on September 22nd is when the story was written. Uh, the George Gomez design game will initially come in three versions. The traditional pro premium and LE models with the limited edition restricted to a thousand machines. There will be an even more super limited edition 60th anniversary model designed by Keith Elwin, featuring all the actors who have played James Bond, including all 25 films. This will be limited to 500 machines with details to be released shortly. Each of the three versions announced today is based on one of the classic Sean Connery era James Bond movies. The pro is Dr. No, the premiums you'll only live twice and the uh, the limited edition is themed around Thunderball. So there's a um, a trailer. They released some trailers. Uh, here we'll take a look at the pro here, uh, based on Doctor No. Um, the, I think the weirdest thing to me, and I'm sure I'm not the only one making this observation, is that it doesn't say James Bond or 007 on the back glass at all, or the translate. Uh, it says it on the arch, and it also says it under the coin door on the front. Uh, but otherwise you gotta, you know, the, the big thing you see is Dr. No. And it's like kids these days aren't going to know what Dr. No is. Are they? No, it's odd. There's no doubt. That's odd. a lot of people have pointed that out and it, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so so the, the pro is very, very yellow, right? <laughs> what's your, what's your take on the pro? Not a lot of yellow games. Um, I, you mean in terms of like the aesthetics of it? Yeah, like just, I guess the, just the the first impression of how it looks. It's not something that I love. I mean, here, here's the thing, right? Like, it's you go back to you know, quote unquote, iconic art. Is this like to me? This is not like iconic in the way that you know Led Zeppelin's first album is. When I, you know, I defended that staunchly on the art. Um, this this you can argue is iconic because it's um you know at least the backlash is the movie poster is my understanding, um so I, I I don't know every game usually looks better in person but I feel like this is like this art appeals way more to like um Bond fans especially like you know the early early movies with with connery right like yes yeah. it's, it's what they know they know this art if they're just they, they're not a pinball people and they buy it and they put it in their house it's like it nailed it right 
versus like if you did custom art for it um you know it's still the pinball people are, the bond people are still gonna buy it but i think this is fine for them for pinball people how we like to dissect it and look at it, and a lot of times we want something customized then yeah it's not maybe it's not the best thing in the world right yeah i saw a great headline i think it, i can't i wish i remembered which website it was from but it was not it was not a like a pinball site it was like boing boing or uh, ign or something like that it was like certain pinball releases the latest in their line of boomer themed pinball machines <laughs> it's like monsters yeah. and i yeah. forget what the other one was and uh 007 dr no is like all right yeah i can see that it's definitely Dude, yeah go for it i i just you said monsters kevin you know it gets me excited like <laughs> not in the right way though i just yeah. can't believe monsters was a game that they made um we joke there was like whopping two seasons on this game that's like you know, the series is 60 years old. Like, Bond is, like, iconic. Bond movies are happening today, right? Oh, yeah. So It's still relevant. Like, yeah, Bond is not, like, I know they went with boomer-era Bond. So, yeah, mm-hmm. in, in the defense of that, sure. But still, like, even Bond from the 60s, that, that theme is super relevant, right? Yeah. And I know somebody's going to, oh, they're still doing the Monsters, like, they'll do a Monsters movie or a play or whatever. Not, it's not like Bond, though. It's yeah. not like, Monsters is not like Bond. Yeah, Bond never really left the the public consciousness, right? There's always every few years you get a Bond movie, and you know, and now now we're you know I'm seeing headlines about what's who's the next Bond gonna be, and all all sorts of stuff like that. So it's it reminds me of Doctor Who in that way, like you know, it's just got yeah been continual. Uh, it it's started a long time ago, but it's still relevant today. Did you say what you thought of the art and the and the yeah? I mean, it's okay, the, like yeah. the. I can see, you know, they, they, it's very much like, oh, here, you can theme it after this movie and here's the poster and some other art and you have to use this because, yeah, uh, this is already approved from, uh, Sean Connery and yeah, <laughs> so it, that, that's what they went with. And, you know, if you're a fan of these movies and it, it's obviously like art of that era, so it's cool in that way, right? Like it's got that retro aesthetic going for it, but, um, I think the, the biggest miss is because like we were talking about 007 James Bond people know that still and that's not obvious when you when you're scanning when you're in an arcade and you're scanning the lineup you're not going oh James Bond you're like Dr. Yeah. No I'm going to go play yeah. Star Wars or something right that's weird and this is like this goes back to these restrictive license right so the the story goes that um this is the game that Richie was working on before he left right. Stern and he had even like completed the play field and then he he left this is not his version of the game. George Gomez, I guess, scrapped the Richie version, and this is George George's game now. But it's just funny, like Richie always got the quote unquote best licenses, right? The the top light, like Bond, Star Wars, Led Zeppelin, right? Game of Thrones was super popular when he got it. It still mm-hmm. is. He, but they were all these ones are super restrictive in terms of what what can be done, and often lack the ability to get super creative with it like you know the freedom that elwin had probably with godzilla um and using those assets so it's kind of it's just kind of funny like they they definitely treated steve Ritchie the best because he got the whatever the best license is but it's not his fault it's not stern's fault uh when the licensee wants to be restrictive and this is what you get like this is it i think this is uh you know, we were talking in, in a chat with uh, Patrick, who gets mentioned on this podcast somehow every episode. God bless him. But like, <laughs> I was hanging out with him last you know, night. Yeah, so I never like put much thought into the release of Bond, but I remember when 
Rush came out, and then they said, you know, Stern's like, oh, we're, we're backed up. So normally they would have come out with a game. Um, you know, Rush came out in like January, then usually they would have come out in game in April, May, and then they would have came out with a game around now or later in the year, right? So three games a year. So what happened because they got so backed up with demand and supply issues is that they, they skipped the game that was going to come out in April, May, and they pushed it back. And everybody was saying that this was going to be Venom. I thought with the I, I heard maybe rumblings of a Bond, but like everyone was like, yeah, Venom's coming along. So now Bond is released. We saw some videos, and the, the release was a disaster because leaked photos, pushing it back because of the Queen, et cetera. Um, so now we're starting to see some like videos of gameplay, and it's like a shell of a game right now. It's got like copy and paste nope. code in there. Um, I'm hearing, right? Like, so what happened? Well, you know, Patrick said it must have been that Venom was supposed to be next. So you would have probably got this really polished game, especially if Venom was going to come out in April, right? Like, it's probably really polished and ready to go. It's going to be super polished by the time that thing comes out. Bond was the game that's going to come out after it. So now Bond is, is coming out. You know, now it's going to start shipping, um, I think, the pros maybe in, in November and then premium LEs in December. But we're seeing that as a shell of a game, which sucks, right? Like, the one, the one advantage of having to, to wait and having games pushed back, it's like, well, gee, now they're going to ship with code and everything's going to be working great. And that's not the case, though. But um, it sounds like, again, going back to the, the, the licensee, I, the licensee probably put pressure or made Stern release it to coincide with the 60th anniversary celebrations of Bond that's been going on in the, in the U.K. So it all makes sense. This is the joys of, you know, you get the biggest license, you get an awesome license like Bond, but these are also tend to be the most restrictive things on the planet. So you're going to you just deal with it. That's it. You know, you're going to get it. It's just going to be like all uh, videos of movies, like movies going to play movie clips in the thing, which is not creative, you know, rather than like customized stuff. Um, who knows? You know, like that's, that's it. All right. That's the down. Two, that's the downside. Two points. Uh, first, uh, Kyle Basso in chat says, at least they don't have the name displayed in 20 spots, which I will say, yes, that's a good thing. And I also wonder if they're going to do a, like a 007 James Bond topper for these games. Like, if, think of like Adam's Family or Whirlwind, where they put like the actual name of the game up oh, top. Maybe. I wonder if they'll end up doing something like that. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, you well, can take that idea, Stern. Yeah, toppers, let's go. Uh, the other thing was, can we talk a little bit about how ridiculous the launch of this game was? You mentioned, you alluded to it a little bit, but, you know, th they were bringing this game to IAPA, which is the, like the big industry trade event, they, the the one in, in England. And they're setting this game up, but they didn't have their like launch ready to go. But So somebody took pictures and put them on the internet because, of course, when you set up a new game, people are going to take pictures of it. And then people start shooting video and, and then the, it's like Stern's trying to like pull stuff down. And it's like, once it's on the internet, you can't pull it down. It's like, who, who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> yeah. Who knows, who knows what happened? I mean, it, it, it wasn't great. Um, everything about this launch and getting pushed up and not really ready of a game. And I don't know. Should we, should we talk about, is it time to talk about the dildo that's in the game? We can't. Yeah. Let's, let's move to the play field. Uh, <laughs> I jumped, so. the, I jumped the gun. Yeah, well, I, here you, you know, go. This is, this is the pro play field. Oh, God. Yeah. By the way, I mean, I'm technically in for this game right now. We'll, we'll talk about that. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. You went all in. 
It's a pocket rocket. There you go, Sergeant <laughs> Ski. Nailed it, dude. There's, there's, uh, yeah. And then you, so uh, let's start at the back. So uh, back left, you got you got the rocket that that bounces around on a spring. Uh, and then you got uh, in the upper right. You I think have, you went through uh, that way too quickly. You, <laughs> you could spend at least a minute on the on the rocket on the spring. I mean, you know, I thought of I thought of Mando, and you had the, like the flappy dong that you shoot, and they're like, "Wait a minute, we can do better than that. <laughs> let's let's put a oh, full th- that, rocket in here." It's it's funny. I mean, you referred to the Mando thing as a dong, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, dong." I mean, like I never really like saw it that way, but like this is a dong, dude. This is a <laughs> this is a vibrator that they stuck in the game. Like, and it's supposed to be a rocket. And all the rocket does, it's like on a spring, and you hit it. Like, what is, what is it with Stern and putting shit on a spring and calling it a toy? <laughs> like, I almost think it'd be better if it did nothing. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. It looks silly. It looks yeah. silly. It I looks heard really speculation silly. that it was supposed to be like it was supposed to rise out of the play field, and they cheaped it out. But I was like, is that that might have been worse? I would have seen seen it come out of the play field. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, well, at least that's what rockets do. They don't wobble and vibrate around. That's true. You got to right. Like at yeah. least you're like, well, okay. So I mean, rockets are phallic to begin with, sure, but like, that's what it does. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it comes out. It could rise out of the, like, the ground, right? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Okay, I, there you I, go. I, I a little more time on the rocket about. for Nick. <laughs> yeah, I like the the so the shots on this are are cool. Like it reminds me of uh, Corvette a little bit with the the, the cross playfield shot uh the ramps there that was Go- i think that was gomez's first game right um uh but the, the and but the left the, the left orbit reminds me of his original uh avengers that that long left looping orbit uh that turns into a ramp uh in the back right of the machine uh, and then it feeds around to the it looks like that one goes to the left flipper and then the, the two side ramps on the right uh go to the right so uh yeah uh there's that's there's not much for toys on the pro um you don't get the moving um uh jetpack bond you don't have bond on a wand i love it bond on a wand that's right like Uh, mick on a stick but bond on a wand yeah i like that um there's the you just got a plastic here a a booty rate of the uh the action scene under playfield action scene that's kind of like a creature from the black lagoon or whatever on the far left you got the the car with the ejector seat, so that's a that's a toy that carries over from the the premium and LE models, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, other than that, it's a bunch of bunch of shots, and it doesn't it doesn't do it does virtual locks, and that's that's a pretty common thing for a, a pro versus a premium. Um, but yeah, there's the there's the pro. Uh, let's go down. Let me find the. Bear with me, everybody, as we scroll down. All right, there's the there's the premium. Uh, I like that I like, better. I like this better. Yeah, me too. Everybody says it reminds them of Thunderbirds, which I can see, you know, like the, the color scheme wise. But the art on uh, on Thunderbirds was not the problem. <laughs> it was ev- literally everything else was the yeah. problem. Plus, they're fucking puppets in Thunderbirds, right? Aren't they yeah, puppets? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't want puppets in my house. <laughs> marionettes. Yeah, Martha yeah. would. I think. I feel like she's got some marionettes. Oh, she fancy around. marionettes. That's a fan- <laughs> fancy Kevin correcting right. me and my puppets. That's right. Puppets go on your hand. Marionettes are the strings. Yeah. Right? That's the difference? Oh, what a go. victory. You, what a victory. You just got schooled on puppets. Yeah, it did. Go hang your head in shame. <laughs> uh, all right. So it's got... So these... Are, so the left side of the cabinets tend to have like a... Uh, kind of like a montage of the 
the poster art and then on the right are like actual movie posters different it looks like maybe that's the album i don't know i can't really tell i'm not i don't know this era of bond at all like are you are you how much of a bond fan are you have you seen all the bonds or just like some of them or none of them um i mean the bond in general is appealing to me or like i would say i'm a huge bond fan but like when i heard about this theme i was like yeah i like this theme right like a lot of times themes are either neutral or i don't like it like it's and then there's never a theme like oh my god let me get my wallet out immediately um but bond is is towards being more positive i remember like in the probably the late 90s it was like circuit city you had like box sets of vhs you know like cheap i just bought them bought a ton probably watched Almost all the Bond movies, or at least a lot of them. I, I can't retain any memory of them, um, <laughs> but you know, it's yeah, a, it's a so, solid, it's a solid theme. Yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of the same. Like I've seen like the Bonds that have come out as you know since I was like a teenager, basically. So I remember Goldeneye and and on from there, basically. Um, any of the older movies I've never seen, or if I've seen, they've been on TV and I haven't really paid attention or something like that, right? Um, yeah. So, let, let's new bad said I thought thought I love Mando as a theme. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like that as a, I don't. I like that as a theme a lot for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good show. Like, yeah, yeah. So let's get down here. Okay, so here's the premium playfield, and I, I shrunk it down so you could fit, fit a little bit more on the screen. Um, so you got the rocket in the back. Thank God, still there. Uh, but you have a physical ball lock there. So you shoot it in, and the ball's kind of like staged behind the rocket, which is pretty neat. Gives it on a, on, on a wire form. Um, yeah, Bond on a wand that picks up the ball. It reminds me of Rescue 911. It flies over and you drop it on a target. Uh, it does not look very exciting from what we've seen of gameplay so far. Uh, I was I actually thought that was going to be a lot cooler than it actually is so far. But, you know, it's there. Maybe they can do more with it in code. or it's We're just not seeing all that it can do yet, maybe. Um, you get the uh, action under playfield action battle sequence on the... Uh, on the far left there on the, with the ejector seat there or whatever it is, the eject launcher. Um, and the right side of the, the lower right side of the game looks pretty much the same. It's got the ejector seat car and it's got the, the two ramps on the, on the far right. And, uh, that's pretty much it. So you, uh, jumped in on this game real quick. Uh, so this is the LE. We can show that off real quick. Um, what somebody say too quick. Yeah. So you sold your walking dead. Yeah, uh, and you're grabbing a premium. Is that the plan? Well, yeah, right now it is. So, I mean, I'm I'm absolutely violating all my my rules if I go through with this. Um, which my my rule is like, let the game come out for a while so they work out any issues with it. You know, it's not like an LE, so you can let it sit out for a while, and then see if the game's good with code. You know, the code's gonna be bad out of the out of the gate, um, and you know, Lonnie Rappus on the code is, is I think sort of just, uh, you know, I'm sorry to say he doesn't really do interesting things in uh pinball code. He kind of comes out with like un, un, just enough to barely get the job done. And, and like, we're in a different era where, you know, every code that like Stern's been releasing on games are just killer. Like they're, 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 they're just really good. Um, so it's not like it was 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, but I'm also like in this mode where, you know, this year I got like three pinball machines and I, I switched up my lineup a little bit and it's been a lot of fun. Like, it's just my, my collection is kind of getting stale. Um, Walking Dead's been one of my favorite games for a long time, but I, I just don't play it. And it's weird to have 
game sit there and not and not play it. So I'm thinking, you know what? It's been it's been a lot of fun rotating things out. I like the theme. What the hell? Let's 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 swap it out. Let's get Bond. Um, and then part of the thing is just with prices going up, it's kind of like you sit around for a year. You might be paying more, and then with um, supply issues. It's- I commend my strategy when I'm doing. I don't. I don't think I. I wouldn't have bought this game if it was straight up for cash. When it's like selling a, a game that I'm not playing, and then you know to buy this buy the premium is just you know a, a, you know several hundred more dollars. Then you know that's a that's a different story, right? It's it's easy. Right. I've gotten so much. I've put in so much money into pinball the last ten years that it's I'm not. It's not as as painful to to get a game when I can just swap one out. Absolutely, and and chances are the games that you bought you bought them at a lot less than you're able to sell them for, so that takes away some of the pain too, right? Yeah. So, so uh, Sergeant Ski asked what Lonnie's done. Um, I, uh, I pulled I mean, up his uh his oh, resume on Pinside. So, uh, <laughs> oh man, not Avengers good. Pro, uh, Transformers. No, the original Avengers, the 2011, yeah, yeah. uh, 2012 Avengers. By the not way, not the new one. Not the so the, the the caveat that you need to know is like he's not always the only one working on these games. So yeah, uh, when you look at something like uh, I think like Star Trek, he worked with Dwight, right? Um, yeah, Dwight I think came in and fixed it. Yeah, must think like, there was he's the one who saved that game. It was terrible. Yeah. I sold it before he fixed it. WWE Kiss, oh, Kiss is like your prototypical Lonnie Rob game. Like yeah. He's when you think of like the the 2010 stern of like five modes, two multi balls. That's your Lonnie Rob game, and dude, the then mode, he copy and pasted it into Aerosmith, right? And you, and your your games are, uh, your your modes are like shoot this shot fifteen times, like in Transformers, right? Just grind it out. No creativity going on there at all. So, um, yeah, Aerosmith, Guardians. I think somebody else worked on Guardians too. Guardians Stranger copy pasta. Yeah, exactly. Um. Stranger Things, uh, but he's done a lot. Like in Tron, like he started, but then uh, Lyman finished it up and added Sea Simulation and the, the end of line jackpots and stuff like that. So adding the more interesting things uh, on top of uh, Lonnie's rule set: Rolling Stones, Avatar, uh, Iron Man, Big Buck Hunter. Somebody else. But you also Buck got Hunter, like either. also Lyman was on Big Buck. Right. Lyman was on Iron Man. Lyman yep. was on Avatar. Like so, you know. I mean, yeah. like Lonnie could be getting coffee for them. Is, right. Who knows? It's, oh, Indiana Jones! Everybody loves that one, right? Oh fuck! I, I bet he was the lead on that one. Like, oh. We got to we got to check out Indiana Jones. Uh, uh yep. The, oh, this, exclusive. Oh He's Jesus! The sole programmer on <laughs> Indiana Jones Stern 2008. So there you go. That's that game you really is terrible. If anybody wants to see like textbook example of terrible rules, go play that. Yep, it's a it's a game that would be like coveted by collectors because of the theme but it's just so bad that nobody cares <laughs> so mm-hmm. there you go there's your rundown on lonnie rob games sorry lonnie but you know like i said and and also that stuff was like barely acceptable 10 15 years ago now now you can't put out now it's like i i've gotta i've gotta be hopeful that stern especially with the price increase which we haven't gotten to yet is not going to let this game be bad. Is not going to tolerate shit code on this. It's going to take a while for the code to get good, especially when they're basically like not far into it at all. So it's going to probably be at least a year before 
or anywhere with the code and we really see what the game's like. That's my prediction. Right. So let me uh, let me grab the pricing here. Is pricing all right? You ready? So the Pro is sixty nine ninety nine. It's like no, that's not too bad. That's pretty in line with past pricing, right? The premium ninety six ninety nine. Uh, so ninety seven hundred dollars. So seven thousand for the Pro, ninety seven hundred for the premium. Then wait for it. The limited edition is thirteen thousand dollars. Holy shit! What a jump. Yeah. Um. So you know everybody's everybody's pushing the the price ceiling, seeing how high they can go. And, you know, we talked about this with Toy Story. It's like if, if the company sees these flippers taking these games, sitting on them, and then selling them for prices like $13,000, they're just like, well, why don't, we, why don't we get this money instead of them? So, uh, yeah, if, the, if that's what the flippers were getting, then uh, that's what people are willing to pay. And, you know, for a theme like this, I think there is going to be an audience out there for it, uh, as long as the game is, is good enough, right? I appreciate that the pro didn't see that big price jump. I don't know why the premium had to though. Like, you know, if you're trying to deal with the flippers, they're not really flipping the premium as much as the LEs are. Yeah. Well, did that? How much did that go up from the last time? I didn't compare. Uh, more like a thousand. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty significant. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the the pro went up like two hundred bucks versus the premium went up like a thousand ish ish. Yeah. So that's like yeah. you know. Well, know. you know, thanks, Flippers. You really do. did it. All right. Anything else to say on uh, uh, on Bond? I mean, we saw a little bit of video. Uh, the code looks like bare bones. You've said that a few times. It looks like it reminds me of uh, it's a little bit better than uh, Batman 66 when it launched, but not much. Batman yeah. 66 is like your box of lights. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see if I get it. I mean, <clears throat> right now that is I got a hole downstairs, but I was I was talking to you, Kev, before we started the stream. And I'm thinking about maybe you just. Maybe I get a big buck hunter reloaded, and then I wait a year to see what Bond's like. There you go. I don't know. Yeah, I mean countdown in that hole. They're talking. We didn't talk about this, like the the rollout of it. So they're gonna uh, they're gonna send some out to. They're gonna do LEs and pros, and then there's like this three month gap, and then they're gonna do pros in the spring for homeowners. So it's really weird. Uh, So it makes you wonder, like, why why rush it? You know, if if it's not gonna come out that quick, anyways, but. I guess if you're going to oh. put them out on route, then it needs to be something there. Yeah, we didn't talk about the L1 edition, right? Oh, yeah, not really. Um, I don't think I don't know if there are pictures here. There's like one leaked picture. Of course there is. Um, because they, <laughs> they could not get it together. Oh, here's one. Um, over on This Week in Pinball. So this is... Uh, that thing looks... The, awesome. Yeah. It does look really cool. That's really um, what it is. Yeah, they just took took everything. They just like packed it all in there. But it says 007 on the back last, so there you go. That's a win. Yeah, it's a it's a single level play field game, uh, designed by Keith Elwin. Um, 60th anniversary edition. You can see a little bit closer up of a of a shot there. So you can, there's a spin around the right. Oh my god! And there's like a 007 um, target thing back there. I guess I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, but it's weird that they go with 007 from a branding perspective when most people just call it Bond or James Bond. Like most people like everybody knows what 007 is, right? But like that's not like the, like what you default to when you're talking about Bond. You say Bond movies. You're like, "Oh, do you watch the 007 movies?" You're like, "Fuck is wrong with you? Does it mean Bond?" <laughs> oh, just say Bond. <laughs> I know. It's closer. It's better. It's better than saying Dr. No. I'll give him that. Well, yeah. Um, it's a low bar, Kevin. Yeah. This is this is like I look at this art package and I was like, this is, I could do this art. Like it's literally just take all the movie posters 
and put them next to each other in Photoshop and then take all the You're lotus and slap them on the side of the cabinet. This is not art. This is this is graphic design. This is not art. No, it's pretty ugly too. It's just yeah. ugly. That's yeah. worse than that's worse than the other things that we looked at. Yeah. It's it's but, just super lazy. Yeah. But whatever. Well, like it's restrictions. It's probably restricted restrictions. Yeah, again. And but if you're you trying to get everything in there and these are the assets you have, go ahead and slap all this crap on there. And then we didn't talk about pricing on this one yet. This is a call for pricing game. So if you uh, remember the the most recent call for pricing game was Elvira twenty fifth anniversary or fortieth anniversary, whatever anniversary it was. Um and that was like twenty five thousand dollar game. So good luck with this, everybody. Uh, they're really they're like, well, we'll put Keith Owen on this. We'll charge twenty five thousand dollars, and it's got a lower bill of materials. So they're gonna make a killing on these games. So good for you, Stern. You're really doing it. All right. I, I bet it'll be fun though. And I heard we might have access to to play one eventually from a mutual friend. So maybe we'll be, get to stream it for you guys. That'd be fun. All right. Anything else on Bond? Do we cover it all? I think so. Good job. Yeah, we're good. Okay. You did it. All right. Uh, what's up next? Nick did the uh, the rundown, so what's up next? Uh-oh. Yeah. Shit. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Spinal Tap. Oh, Spinal Tap. All right, I got that. Uh, I'm going to save my voice, but I guess we'll talk about this <laughs> garbage. All right. All right, so I'll, this is coming to you from Pinball News again. After months of development and teaser images, Taiwan-based home pins much anticipated. This is Spinal Tap game. Much anticipated. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a bit of a stretch. Has debuted at the Pinfest show in Newcastle, Australia. Pictures from the show were posted by Tony. Pinball Sid on the Pinball Pinside thread about the game and are used with the permission of home pin head Mike Kalinowski. So, yeah, we've seen the cabinet. They've posted pictures of that. Whew, man, you want to talk about bad art? Oh, oh God. God, dude, that art is oh, so oh, fucking God. Oh. bad. You, you scroll it gets down. worse it as you scroll down. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So bad. Whew. That is the that green is... line, too. Oh, God. That is like, bad. It's super fucking bad. <laughs> what is, is how hard can it be to find somebody to not just do shitty art? Like, apparently, hard? I, you know, art's not easy. It, bad art is easy. Good art is is very difficult. <laughs> so, yeah, this is bad. And uh, it just Hudson looks so Life cheap. Says Spinal Tap looks better than Owen Bond. Uh, highly disagree. Highly disagree. <laughs> the cabinet, maybe I'll give you the, the outside. He's of talking the cabinet. about the cabinet. Yeah, he's outside of the cabinet, cabinet looks better. This play field, though. Whoo, that is that is hideous. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I like how they made the inlays pure white. So when you get those ball. Ball trails are going to show right up on those inlays. Smart. Be like, yep. Smart. Yeah. I like the rainbow on the play field. Look at that. It goes oh, to 11. No. Yeah, it yeah. goes to 11. I don't know if you knew that about Spinal Tab. Because, you know, it like. really big. Not you, only is you know, there a like, massive 11 insert, it says this one goes to 11 in a huge font at the bottom. Because that's how amp volumes look. They light up from <laughs> yes. pink. They got a lot of pink in there and then lime, lime green. That's the colors. Yeah, you know what they have. Uh, I remember seeing that they have a uh, uh, high speed the getaway in their uh, in their factory, and that's like the exact same layout of high speed in the middle. You know, with the the RPMs, so it's like just modeled after that. Except, except it's a it's a dial now, and there's a, you know, so we can we can scroll through this piece of garbage a little bit. Uh, this has got some ramps. This inner one, they they shot some video. 
and it was super clunky and the ball didn't go up there and the call-outs were terrible. It just kept saying, shoot the spinner, shoot the spinner like a thousand times with no contacts and the rules were garbage. And uh, yeah, there's little guitars and there's a pickle and a double neck guitar. And oh, I hope they have the uh, the hot glue. I want to show you that. Oh, so the back box is fun because it's got a full LCD screen, but it's also got uh, DMD because this, the LCD screen just shows like videos from the movie. And of course, it says turn it up to 11 at the bottom of the big screen if you didn't get that joke yet. Uh, but then all the like rules and stuff take place. The quote unquote rules take place on the, the DMD area. Um, uh, oh, I want to see that. I really wish the uh, the hot glue picture was in here because they had. So there's a drum set in the back uh, right of the game. And it was literally just like hot glued in place. <laughs> Afterwards, some I don't know if it's their distributor or something in Australia posted on Pinside about how, oh, these are just uh, test models and these aren't production. And of course, you say that after the fact. Not you, you, you roll it out to the show. You, you assume you're getting a, a finished product, but allegedly they just like slap some of this crap together at the last minute. Which you know, not a surprise. Not a surprise based on the 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 makers of the legendary Thunderbirds, the worst ranked pinball game on Pinside, Thunderbirds. How did how do you make Thunderbirds? And yet you're on game number two. How is that possible? How is this guy still around making games? You know, is this some fucking money laundering scheme. Like I don't understand. Is there some insurance fraud going on? Like yeah, I mean we've seen worse in pinball, right? <laughs> no one's buying. How many Thunderbirds do they sell? Forty? Like yeah, like less than a hundred. It had to be right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. Where's the, where's the money coming from to run the factory and employ the people? And obviously, they're not paying anybody to code the machine because it was like barely anything going on in there. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're a huge Spinal Tap fan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but we're moving on. I'm that sorry. game's garbage. Yeah. Don't do not buy yeah. that game. That's that's my recommendation. I haven't paid it, played it, but I have played Thunderbirds, and I've seen enough of this one to tell you don't buy it. There you go. Don't buy it. Uh, what's next? going to uh there's a rumor that there's a pulp fiction game being done uh, by chicago gaming oh yeah here we go it's a single level machine uh, and it may be revealed before end of 2022 that was an article from nap arcade yeah so uh i was talking about this with some pinball friends last night too and it's like it was funny too because we were talking about um so i met one of the locals so we have a couple of local folks who have rob zombies and they're uh, our friend Matt has been going over there trying to fix them. So I met the other Rob Zombie owner last night at the concert that I went to, and he was talking about how terrible that was. But then they, we got into talking about Pulp Fiction, and he said, uh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna call Zach and put my put my order in just based on the theme." So there you go, theme man. Theme will get people to get Some their. People balls will never out. learn. Some people yeah. never learn. Yeah, it could be a terrible game, but because it's Pulp Fiction, I love Pulp Fiction. It's a great movie, but uh, CGC has never made a new like pinball machine from the ground up they've only done remakes to this point so we don't know what their capabilities are from a programming perspective or a rules perspective or you know even like a mechanical design you know designing their own max and things like that although if it's a single level play field there's not as much to worry about there um but you still got to come up with a creative play field and a good rule set i hear they have chris franchi is working with them who's you know he's he's done good art for for stern in the past um so they probably have that locked down but 
who the heck knows? And I know they work with uh, um, Roger Sharp, so licensing is probably legit. They're not going to start a uh, Kickstarter to get their license after they design the game like like some of these folks do. But uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I would be interested in a Pulp Fiction if it's not ridiculously priced and it's fun. Yeah. All right, we're going to oh man, Pinball Adventures. What? <laughs> What's we got going to document here? their incompetence on YouTube, apparently. <laughs> the fl- this is from Nap Arcade too. The do you want to come over and watch on my big screen, Kevin? Yeah, watch the I videos? would do that. Let's get some popcorn. <laughs> I've got we'll, popcorn. We'll watch. So they're they're they haven't even like shipped any of their first game, Funny Factory. Yeah, they've been talking documented. about for fucking six years or something. Yeah, as long as we've been doing this podcast, I feel like we've been talking about that. Now he's going to... Yeah. Let's move on to Elements. Uh, fledgling pinball developer, Pinball Adventures, that's putting it kindly, has been showing off its transition to a new facility on its social media account. The new facility... Is the facility here? Because it looks like a... Skip Natty pointed this out. It looks like a UPS store that they moved into. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, there you go. There's a good shot of it. <laughs> Isn't that what it looks like? It's like, here's a... <laughs> Why are you working on game two when Punny Factory is not even shipped? Yep. How does that even remotely make sense? What kind of somebody tell me what kind of scam is going on here? I'm not into the well, scam worlds. Like, what is going on? What kind of tax fraud? This is Canada, so like, I don't, what kind of tax fraud's being committed? What kind of shell company is this? Non. This is fucking something's up. Yeah, Some fraud's yeah. going on. He's got, well, he's got that extermination business that's funding this, right? We, we figured that yeah, out. It makes no sense that he's not, he's been developing this game for years. Like, it could be six years. It's got to be close to it. And then he's talking about moving on game to two, but it's not even sh- done with game one. That makes no And this is not a complicated game, Punny Factor. It's a single level game. It's yeah. not complicated. Yeah, there, it there could right be there. more basic. <laughs> Real basic. But let, let's, let's look at elements. Did you take a look at this? this why, there's like, it looks like a fish tank in the bottom of the cabinet. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's got cabinet, on. inside cabinet art that goes all the way down to the bottom of the cabinet. Why? Yep. And then there's stuff on the bottom, like a dead fish in a, a I don't know, octopus or something in the back there. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. But he's got a powder coated cabinet and assemble and he's got cabinet, he's got art. So what is, you that, know. what is that shooter rod? What is going on there? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. He's going to document it, though. Yeah, well, well, let's all you know. Maybe we'll have a watch party on the Twitch channel, and we can watch some 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 elements together. It'd be that'd be good. Uh, thank you, Pimmel Adventures. Uh, Queen trailer isn't a complete dumpster fire. Tell us about that, Nick. Oh, oh that was my surprised note. to see yeah. you wrote that. I thought their uh, trailer. No, that I thought their trailer was well done. Whoever they paid to do that trailer, I think did a really good job. Okay. Like, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. It was pretty good. Yeah, like like I like like it gets you excited and stuff, and um, you know, I you and I don't think this game looks great at all, and we can kind of tear it apart. But like the trailer, they were competent in, in doing a good trailer. Yeah, I'll it's, give them credit it, for a well edited trailer for sure. Yeah, so they, yeah, they spent some money on that. Yeah, that's it. That's all I've got. Okay, that's all. Yeah, so we saw we, we saw the ball. It was like a very stern esque trailer where you got up close shots of. Uh, the ball moving around the play field so you don't really know what's happening but you can just kind of see how the mechs work and how the ball moves around the play field and you know rock and roll and whatnot and fat bottom girls were in there so all the all the horny old men will get all worked up about that so they got that going for them uh what's uh 
oh down here uh weird al oh i threw this one in so weird al uh hit they hit 1.0 congratulations to the multimorphic team uh i got to do the uh the uh first stream of it and i made it all the way to the end of the game and beat the damn wizard mode on the stream what more do you people want wow. I, I crushed it <clears throat> time uh, to sell no it's fun so <laughs> what's cool what's cool about well and it's a it's a module it's not like a whole game so <laughs> that's the beauty of the p3 i guess i'm like i'll just throw heist back in for a while and then i'll come back to this um but i uh What's cool is like you, it reminds me of Big Final Heist a little bit. And it's like its own mode, but this is even more so. It's like this speed run mode where you have to run through all the uh, all the different scenes of the of the the game, and yet there's like very specific quick objectives you have to do. And like it starts off at thirty seconds. I I think it is to hit two shots. Then you move to the next one, and then how fast you do it, the extra time you have carries over into the next one. So you can build up your time as you go and, and the speed runs and it keeps track of all your, your split times as you go. So you can try to improve your times. If you fail out of the mode, it drops you back out, but then you can go back in and pick up where you left off. So that's really cool too. So I really like what they did here. It's a, it's something we haven't seen to this level. Um, you know, it's got to, I think TNA had the first like speed run mode in, uh, Martha, Martha just went through your room and distracted me. <laughs> Did you see? You saw? Yeah, I, I saw her. She wasn't on screen though. So yeah, she's going to the hot tub. She's like a robot. You <laughs> missed came, that. Came out her bathroom. I'm like, What's yeah. going on over there? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is this is a great time if you want to see it. Check it out on the uh, on the YouTube channel. I highlighted that game, but it's funny because I had put together a whole like I spent time like setting up a save state. So I could get to that mode and show it off if I if I didn't get there on stream and then I just ended up going through and, and blowing through it. So I, I crushed it. That's right. Pat myself on the back. I did it. Um good job to the multimorphic team and it, it's it's a good time. I also found a bug that they fixed like the next day, so that was good. All right. Up next. Oh yeah, this this was a good one. Um good good in a bad way, but it was just like, you know, some something's a little fishy here. So this is Bitronic, the the folks that were making that. Uh, super hoop game we showed that off a while back uh they had a massive fire at their factory it makes you wonder it's like hmm, did they just want to get get out of the pinball business this, this is a way to do it or uh this, this is a bad situation either way but uh that's one way to exit the pinball industry that's for sure but uh, according to the post they're they're gonna rebuild and and keep things going but i don't know <laughs> things are looking pretty rough uh, hope, hopefully everybody's good over there, but uh, yeah, <laughs> one, one way to get out real quick. All right, so talking about, let's go over here. Oh, where is it? Uh, I didn't load that one up. The Trident Pinball, did you check those guys out at all? I did not, no. All right, so is if we want new? to talk about non-manufacturers, here you go. We've got a new uh, Oh yeah, Dreamer. It's like a new one every podcast. This is, oh um, my God. Octomods, yeah. Oh, this is actually the. Th there's two links. I want this other link because uh, this is good. Where they actually start selling them. The Trident Pinball DIY Homebrew Kits. Uh, is developing a new company side gig. Uh, DIY Homebrew Kits for your pinball machines, uh, and it's available now. So we can go over here and, and check it out. So so for twenty two hundred dollars. You get a DIY homebrew kit produced with the end user in mind. Want to create a homebrew but don't know where to start? This kit will have you flipping within a few hours with hot bumpers, slings, flippers, 
lower lane switches. They included Cobra pin board, like never heard of that before. Where'd that come from? Uh, will be pre-programmed with all the quote unquote normal mechanics and switches set up to include set up with included diagram. All the user will have to do is mount and run wire. Easy diagram included. The kits come with the following parts. Single board computer mini PC running Linux and mission pinball framework. The Cobra pin board, uh, power supply, blank white wood with trough flippers, slings, lower guides pre-cut, jigs for inserts, pop bumpers, switches, etc. Two flipper assemblies, two flipper, two slingshot ass assemblies, two flipper assemblies, three pop bumpers, four lane switches, one uh, four ball trough, a lower inner lane guides, wiring diagram, six rolls of wire, uh, user support, and the option to pre-cut other items if the customer provides the cut file. Uh, three weeks, so $2,200. I don't know if it doesn't come with a cabinet, it sounds like, so this is just the play field, right? Yeah, no no pictures of like this? No. I, I, I have, no, I have yeah. no take on this. I have no idea even where yeah. to, you know. Yeah, so there you go. They're going to... The the thing was they they were talking about like the, the original thread he was saying like what if people wanted to like make their own homebrew games based on whatever themes they want to and it's like well yeah you can make one and then you can't you can't sell it or license it out unless you get the license and you're never gonna do that if you're just making homebrew stuff but I guess if you wanted to do something like that you could but you could also just get a P three and it's gonna be more expensive but there's already all of this. Uh, hardware and uh, assist the system is, has been more developed. There's a whole community behind it. Um, and it already does all the, you know, the flippers and the slings and the, and the you just drop in your back module. So if you're going to like homebrew something, that seems like a better way to go if, if it was me, but I can see the appeal of wanting to make a whole play field yourself too. So I don't know, but it just seems like there's a lot of solutions out there already that you could go with that have been established and they have more developers behind it. There's more, uh, community uh doing stuff with you know mission pinball and fast and the multimorphic uh p, p rock boards and things like that so i don't know it just seems like a why bother at this point <laughs> or if you're gonna do it use one of those platforms that already exist and just you know provide the the play field and the slingshots and all that but whatever go out there and if somebody buys one let us know how it goes because I'm, I'm skeptical sign me then, up as, uh, sign me up for skeptical too yeah um speaking of skeptical how's that for a transition ballorama we haven't heard from our friends at ballorama in a while but um <laughs> this is comes from swing sign pinside he said check the link of their patents and two of the three are available to view going to be some heavy mech heavy play fields and potential nightmare to service with pass through mechs so here's a few screenshots of the, of the multifaceted arcade device like a multi-level drop slash pivot back target. Interesting idea, but makes the layout seem a bit repeated. So it, it, the, their big idea was to take, say, a drop target and wait for it. It's going to go through two play fields instead of one. Two levels of a play field. And it'll drop down on both play fields at the same time. Oh my god, what an innovation. Uh, they're really doing it. So there's that. And here's a, here's a side view where you can, you can hit it up top, hit it down below. It's going to drop. Wow. Real exciting. Who gives a That's shit? Great. Oh, my mic's on, huh? What, what's, the, uh, what's the point of having a two-level <laughs> play field that's going to have the exact same mechs on it? 
it's just it's just like overcomplicated, like not a demand. Like <laughs> look at that. <laughs> look how stupid that is. <laughs> Dude, it's super dumb. It's super oh dumb. It's who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's great? It's drop targets are great, but what if we did three drop targets all at the same time? It'd be great. Oh He's my god. Yeah, no, dude, this is from a guy who can't discern attack from Mars coming out in the 70s or the late 90s. I mean, right. oh, oh, it's, a, it's the same thing, except it's a pop bumper on two la- two levels at the same time. Dude. Pop bumpers. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's 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 Ballarama for you. So dumb. Yeah. This I don't even have like the heart to make jokes anymore. It's just like, <laughs> I'm just like straight up. This is dumb. It's dumb. Next. No, I put my the amount of effort into the ball around my jokes as he puts into his fucking ideas. That's right. Uh, but we, you know, we, we got to check in on our friends at Ballarama every once in a while, and let you know what's going on because I know I know you people like it. So, um, and last but not least, TNA 2.0. Uh, they're uh, they Spooky announced uh, Total Nuclear Annihilation 2.0, and I didn't load it up, but it's the same game with all the fancy stuff built in. And Scott just released some new code. And uh, it's it's coming out soon. They have not sold all of them. It's uh, they announced two. I think it was a two run of two hundred and fifty. I'm pretty sure you can go to the Spooky Pinball website now and still get one because they priced them at nine thousand dollars, and that is a lot of money compared to what I think they were fifty five hundred when they came out a couple years ago. So they're really they're really shooting for the moon on that one. And uh, yeah, there you go. What do you what do you think about TNA two I mean, I wasn't interested in it at the uh, other price point. I thought it had some good music and jams. It was fun for a while, but you know, it's got the usual spooky issues in it, and I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's like longevity type of game, right? Um, so yeah, and and why would you buy that game at that price point when you can buy a Rush or Godzilla or a new Bond, even right, like? I, I don't know what the compelling reason is. Yeah, I think that the best their best selling point advantage is coming out with a game at like six thousand dollars, but maybe you can't do that in this market. Um, that price point, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's not, it's not for me. It's not for me. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, it's a great game. I love playing it. I would not want it at that price, right? So sure, that's, and that's. I think a lot of people said the same thing, and that's why you can still buy them. Where you know there was a lot of folks who wanted that game. There's. I remember seeing chatter about TNA 2.0 for a while. Like, when's that coming out? I want a TNA. I love this game. And then it's like, oh, it's $9,000. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. Um, anything else before? Or is, it time, is it review time? Do you want to give some updates? Do you want to do some uh, game oh, updates? Oh, yeah. What have you been yeah. playing? I've been, uh, I've been playing recent last couple of weeks uh, Godzilla. Nice. Been playing that, especially because we got to review it, right? So I was I was going heavy on that, and then prior to that, um, Mando. These games are so different. Like Mando and Godzilla, is super different. So like, when I get in the mood for one of those games, I'm not in the mood to play the other one. Like, um, Godzilla is like more constant. It's more forgiving. It's just kind of like an even pace of like fun, I would say, and excitement. Mando is like. I'm on the edge of my seat. Like every neck, every shot could be like the end of me. So it's, it's a really intense game. So, um, totally different experiences, which I'm glad I have both 
Um, and that's that's probably for like the last month I've been playing them. Rush is not, not, Rush is just I I I I I so love Rush. Um, if I had to keep one, it probably would be Rush out of all three of those games. Um, but I've just been spending some time with the other ones. Sure. Uh, Rush got 1.0 code. When when are you gonna beat the game? Come on, 2112. Let's go. Yeah, I know. I don't want to. I'm I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid to because I I I I know I I know I can get to the end of it. I see a lot of people getting to the end of Godzilla that came out with the 1.0 code too, and uh, I guess Godzilla just ends when you beat it. It's one of those. What do you think oh, about okay. that? By the way, what do you think about I, Pinball Machine ending when you? I I'm a fan because like when I, I so I played uh, Dialed In the one day I was like I'm gonna stream Dialed In tonight and then like my first game of the night I beat it like <laughs> start to finish all the sim cards. And then I got to the end. The ending is anticlimactic. And then I'm also like, okay, I, I kind of don't want to play this game anymore. So <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of games ending. I, I feel like I can see the, the, if you're playing competitively and you make it that far, you want to keep going. And, but chances are, if you make it that far, you're not getting beat. And uh, yeah, I'm done at that point. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of just being done. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I have strong feelings either way. I totally get that point. And then, um, like the quote unquote pinball purist in me is like, you 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 never beat pinball, right? Like you always lose at the end. The ball, like you lose when the ball, uh, all your balls are drained, right? Like you're down to none left. So, kind of like, I don't know. No, no strong feelings either way on it. Yeah, I think. TNA, TNA was one of the first games to do that. And then we saw it in Alice Cooper, I think, ends when you get to the end of it. Heist ends when you get to the end of it. So it's, it's, a, it's a trend, I think. And I think that comes back to the, you know, we talked, you know, a couple of years ago about how the new generation of designers and, and programmers are coming in and they grew up with video games and they're bringing more of those concepts into pinball. And I think that's an extension of that, right? Because there's other people play for, progress versus points sometimes and when you're playing for progress if you're going through a story you get to the end of the story the story's over right like at at the end of heist you get you, you run the heist and you go through the whole storyline and then that's it and it makes sense and you're done um weird al was also the same way you get to the end and then it, and then it's over so i'm okay with it i like it i'm done all right should um, we uh should we review it what do you think yeah let's do it and so where's my intro i don't know where all my stuff is all right here we go all right we're talking godzilla it's uh released by stern in 2021 it's designed by Keith Elwin with art by Zombie Yeti, software by Brett Rubin, Mike Kizavat, and Rick Nagel, and sound by Jerry Thompson. The pricing. Uh, is this current pricing or launch pricing? Launch, I believe. I think I pulled that from. Uh, eh, let me go to Stern's website. Let's, this right. is my fault, guys. Is, it did okay, though, overall, right, Kevin? Yeah, so bad. we have it at 69 for the Pro, 9000 for the Premium. Did everything increase? All the games, not just uh, not yeah. Just they're bonds. talking. Uh, there's going to be another price increase in January. Holy sh! Really? 
Yeah, I think like a seven hundred dollar price increase or something like that to everything. Yeah. So uh, premium is gonna be over ten. It's or it's just under ten. I think is where it's gonna be. Uh, eighty nine ninety nine is what Stern says. This is on yeah, Stern's yeah. website for um the premium, which is less than bond premium, and the bond premiums um ni- um pretty much ninety seven hundred. Yeah, so that's where you're gonna have ninety seven hundred for your premium on, on I- Godzilla. On these older games, on yep. these games, gotcha. Oh, so the the other games are going to catch up to the bond levels. Got it. Right. So they're not exactly. going to jack up bond again in January. No, no, no. Yeah. So like the older games are going to go up. So all right, uh, get one now if you can find it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So seriously, get one now. Yeah. Are you buying one? Uh, I haven't announced it yet. Okay, but I am getting one. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that, that was one of the the we didn't talk game room updates for me, but uh, Avengers is going bye bye because. Uh, I'm getting the game that I wanted to get in the first place, and that was Godzilla. Um, I was able to track down a premium at MSRP uh, with no shipping, so I was like, let's go. Um, so Patrick's going to buy Avengers, and James is going to buy Patrick's uh, GNR, and James is going to pick it up and drop it off, and I'm just going to sit here, and he's going to leave me money and take my game. It's going to be great. Uh, but I'm getting a Godzilla premium. Uh, it's the uh, 2021 game from from Keith Owen. Let's start off talking about the art uh, by Zombie Yeti. Why don't you do the honors? Because you have one of these sitting in your game room. Yeah, I mean the the art's absolutely beautiful. As Zombie Yeti always delivers on art. I'm you know I, I always kind of say this like I'm not for a busy art style, and that's kind of Zombie Yeti. He he's pretty busy um, on his art. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. But I think sometimes on pinball machines less can be more because uh sometimes they help shape the shots or show you the shots but i think on this game it's a little more it's a he does a better job of kind of outlining out outlining the shots i don't know if you agree with me kevin on that i think and it's not like i went back and looked at his other games but i i i think this is like kind of perfect in terms of getting all his quality and detail but also having kind of clearly defined shot lines in many ways yeah, I agree. I think Deadpool was the game that he like went the craziest on as far as like just loading it with art, which I, I love, but it's also, I can see your point where it's like, you you kind of need, it's harder to track the ball when there's so much going on, right? And especially on something like Deadpool where it's so red, like everything's red. <laughs> Even the lighting is red out of the box. So uh, something like this does a better job of, of kind of defining it while also having his awesome art everywhere and it looks great and this is like this is like the epitome of a great pinball art package in my my opinion. I I agree. So I mean like again like I've always liked Zombie Yeti like in terms of what he creates. I I don't always think that they fit well in a pinball machine. Um but I I think this is like you know maybe he recognized that or 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 whatever but this is perfect. This is like I I can't imagine the art being any better. It's everything you want. It's got the defined lines but also you you hardly lost out on any like detail, right? Like it's 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 perfect. Yep, exactly. Um, so what do you think about? Never mind, I'm not gonna say it. What the the Godzilla looking like a watermelon? No, Martha no, pointed the, it out on the stream. Oh, the other thing that we talked about on the back glass. Yeah, we won't. We don't do yeah, okay. glass. So. But yeah. can I can I say my favorite art art detail is the pop a carpet in the building? That's oh, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I love it on I the premium and LE only. They don't get yeah, it on yeah. the pro. Well, that's why I had to get the premium because. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. This I, is I spoiler alert. Card. Like I'm reviewing this from the premium perspective. Um, and look, I'm not like, 
you know, sometimes Pro's a great version. This is like one of the best games ever made. This is this is you get the premium on this game. You just do. You got to like donate blood, whatever. Like this game's too good not to get the premium. Um, we can talk about that more later on, but I, I just feel like it has to be said. I can't wait sometimes to the end of the podcast. I, I just like to put the shit up front. Um, <laughs> but yeah, get the premium. Um, yeah, so here's the here's the premium playfield. Um, yeah, it looks great. I mean, like I don't think there's one cabinet that I like more than the other. I think they're all really great, just in different ways. Um, there's not usually in these three art packages there'll be one that's like, eh, I don't love that one as much, but they're all really cool, right? Just with, I mean, Godzilla's awesome. It's monsters, and you can put different monsters in different positions, and I don't know. I think you just kind of crushed it all the way around. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, as far as, like, how I'm approaching this review, I've played, I played both models quite a bit. I think I played the Pro more. I was actually just out playing the Pro last night before, uh, um, before the concert I went to. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, I like them both. I don't, I think, the, I love the toys on the premium. Obviously, that's why I'm, I'm going for the, the premium LE, uh, toys. I'm going for the premium, but, the uh the pro is just super fun as it is right it's just just a great game you can't go wrong with either one um so yeah godzilla um but uh, anything yeah else why to did say you about the art? no i see some people in uh chat they're like oh, i got the pro it's like okay the, i mean get the game rather than not having godzilla get the game like i, right. I just i don't want to see regret in um on this but why did you get the premium and not the pro like uh, it's all the extra toys. Like I think the the building's really cool, and the the bridge yeah. is awesome, and the the Mechagodzilla is cool. Like they're they're all really cool. They're like the kind of toys that I like in pinball. Like interact with the ball, do something interesting and different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could argue that the the buildings like the the time expander and and um on uh, Doctor Who, but it's it doesn't it does ball diversion and things like that, so it's it's different. You know, it's yeah. sure it goes up and down, but it does a lot of different things. Yeah, it's way more than, you know, I originally thought it was up and down, right? And you're yeah. like, okay, well, uh, does, you really need to see that trick every time. But like you said, it does it does divert the ball. The ball kind of goes at different points of time, so there's like different levels to the building, and the ball will divert based on those levels. And, and also what I, I didn't immediately recognize before I even got the game was that, like, you can shoot the ball through the building like you can on the pro, but also you can hit the building. Um, maybe that's on the pro as well, but I, I, I thought that was cool. Um, I, we're jumping around when that's fine, but like I would say that I, I think the building's cool. My favorite toy on the game is actually the bridge, surprisingly enough. Um, I like how it just kind of violently shakes and wobbles, and um, when you finally destroy it, the thing kind of like does like a medieval madness type of you know violent, back and forth opening up and then um what really surprised me with the bridge was um when you get to the bridge multi-ball and it's ready and you shoot at the bridge and the ball kind of is going towards the bridge but the bridge breaks it can fly off that thing and <laughs> and that was like and sometimes it flies off of the man that grabs it sometimes it just flies off and like you can approach it from the left or right ramp it i don't know how the game decides like what ramp you have to hit because it's different sometimes but like that that was like a surprise in pinball that I, I I really loved when it first happened, and I still enjoyed. I think the uh, I think the the bridge is like the unsung hero of the uh, premium Manelli. Yeah. The uh, has your plastic broken underneath the bridge or no? 
Uh, so I, on my version, um, they scaled back the plastic. Oh, cool. So yeah, I'm sure mine so will have that, too. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, because um, I know I had seen people were putting, like, metal things there instead of the plastic in some instances and things like that. Yeah, and plug for Dr. Ben. He's got that, so if you have that version. Um, and then the other thing, we'll, we'll just tackle the toys now. Might as well. Yeah, yeah. The um, you got the Mecha Godzilla, so that actually changes the. You know, we I, I always talk about this, like when you have a game that changes the geometry of the playfield. I think that's that's usually fun and cool. Um, you don't get that on the pro. This is um, it starts off with a a spinner. The spinner's more forgiving and wider on the premium and Ellie. It's actually easier to hit that. And then uh, once you hit that enough times, you kind of it kind of rotates. It's like a lazy Susan type of thing, and then it becomes like um, stand-up targets to hit. That's like his shield and barrier. So again, um, you know, there's there's legit, I think, really good toys on this compared to how we were just talking about Bond, and, and seemingly those toys are not like, you know, on the on the pro and premium, they're they're not, they don't seem like at, the, at this caliber to get super excited over, um, you know, going from like the pro to the premium. Of course, we haven't played Bond yet, so we'll reserve judgment on that. But on this. Um, there are, I think, significantly good toys to yeah. certain, uh, nudge somebody in that direction. You can tell, like, this license is, like, not a, not only is Keith Owen an amazing designer, right? He's the, the best thing going at CERN right now. But this is also a, a theme and a license that he loves. And he can put he put that passion into this game uh, on all levels. So, like, all these toys are really cool, interesting, unique, and they fit the theme, right? It's not just, like... Oh, I think of Tron. It's like, oh, Tron has discs in it, so we're gonna put this spinning disc in it that we had in Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's gonna be our toy. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, no, we're gonna do some really cool custom stuff that uh, fits the theme and is also fun to shoot and has cool like they create pinball moments. I know that's kind of a cliche, but they do, right? The the building collapsing, the bridge collapsing, uh, the ball getting held on Mechagodzilla's chest. Those are all like. Yeah. cool interactive mechanical things and uh that's what i like to see yep agreed yeah so it was hard, it was hard not to jump into the toys but let's let's go back and talk about sound so um i think you, you could probably talk to this better than i have i can but i've heard a lot of this game and i really like what i hear yeah the um a couple things stick out to me um i like the announcer voice it's great like look i'm not like a godzilla fan per se so i i don't i, I probably watched the movies when i was a kid but i don't remember much um, but the announcer voice is really good. It, it, yeah, lends, I guess, authenticity to it. Um, you can switch to uh, Japanese narration, which is again, that that's like a, a nice touch, right? Like it being thematic and you know showing that this is not just let's get the job done, but actually putting some thought and passion. And that's an that's an extra cost that they didn't have to do. And this game still would have been amazing without it. Yet they do that. Um, you know, sound effects are great. The only th- the only thing that, like, to me, I, I find the other voice in the game annoying. It I, sounds like a cross between uh, Peter Griffin from uh, Family Guy and Nathan Lane. It's uh, <laughs> The shoot the ramps guy? Shoot the ramps. I don't know if that's him. He's. I, I'm not even going to try to do an impression. Um, I'm not feeling it, but it's... Uh, it, I've, I've seen other people on Pinside, so I, I don't... It's not, it's not just me um but thankfully the announcer. i think it's funny but yeah i can see how it might be irritating after you hear it for a while yeah well it's not the, just the way i don't even know if he does the ramps or whatever i'm not mm-hmm. the announcer might but you spend some time with that guy and, and let me know if you uh <laughs> all right 
right, I'll report back <laughs> after I have my yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be curious. I'll be curious. Um, sure. But uh, then the, the, you get into the music, and I the, the music's really good. It's got, I would say, kind of like a 90s um, driving guitar, maybe alternative like vibe to it, like that era. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, you know, generic, but generic rock but but good right it gets you pumped it's it's fitting so uh great great sound package overall yeah i remember uh we were playing so we played this on the bro show recently your your new premium and i was like oh this this one kind of sounds like danger zones there's like this this one one was is it when they when they do the uh the jet fighter is it during jet fighter when that happens i don't don't know i like that song i like the titanosaurus like 80s 80s ish song um uh, like those in like the uh, Martha likes the power, um, line song or whatever that plays. Then I, I say those are all really ones that stand out and are good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, good music. So good job, Jerry Thompson. He, he does a good job because I like his work on uh, Ghostbusters a lot when I had it too. So he, he does a good job of taking these licenses and really uh, integrating the feel of the of the era. And so he had songs in Ghostbusters that were they reminded you of the the music, even though they didn't necessarily have the license for all the songs that were in there. Uh, they're very evocative of that era. So he does a great job. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Jerry Thompson fan, I think. No, I'm just um, going to say, I mean, Stern across the board, I don't, we don't always, at least I don't really pay attention a lot to the name of the person who's on the audio, but like it's all, it's usually consistently good across the board, no matter who's working on it. Like that's yeah. something that I think Stern deserves a lot of credit for. It's just, they do good sound and good music overall. Yeah, it's it's funny when you when you look at some some of the stuff that like some of the newer manufacturers put out. It's like sound and lighting is the it's like night and day between Stern and JJP and uh you know you, you see with like Scott Denisi's games are really good because he's a very talented person, but it takes a lot of a lot of work and it's 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 an art, right? It's not just like oh I'm gonna make these lights turn on and off. And you need to choreograph all of this stuff to make you feel uh, feel good about your accomplishments and get the feedback from the games that you need to to know you're doing the right things, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, this, that works us right into display and lighting. So uh, uh, <laughs> I think of this game, one of the things that I really love about this game, so uh, one of the um, things that kind of pushed me over the edge to getting this is my son and I played it when we were on vacation in Florida we're just dying, like looking at the the video clips they pick for like the different parts of the, uh, you know, when it, the tilt animations and the guys dancing around or like the derpy like Godzilla that comes up when you get uh, power ups and things like that. It's it, they're just so good and they're they always make yeah. me laugh and I just they just you exactly it goes back to the the point of like you know somebody knows the the source material inside and out when they're like. Oh, this needs to be this really goofy looking version of Godzilla right here. Or, you know, Godzilla comes in and he like throws something, you know, super cheesy looking. I love all that stuff. Yeah, I like uh Godzilla when you get like the secret combo, his eyes like he looks like back and forth. Like it's <laughs> that's the one. It's good. It's so good. You're right. Yeah. Again, this is a this is a game that's like a labor of love, like zero phoning it in. Zero, like, this is, like, 100% we're going to make the best. I love this theme. We're going to make the best game we possibly can. Yeah. And the, the Godzilla is cool because it works in two ways, right? It's also, it's funny in that, like, goofy, campy way, but it, it can also be, like, badass. Like, Godzilla's coming in. Multi-ball starts, and Godzilla comes in and starts smashing the buildings down. So you get some of that, too. It's like, 
it's not just like cheesy jokes all the time it's also like oh there's jet oh, yeah. fighters and tanks and yeah so it kind of works on two levels i think yeah no it captures it captures what i think godzilla is right there's there's champion campiness and cheesiness but there's also like you know it's, it's a really cool kind of um premise yeah it's a it's a great pinball theme no doubt um and you, if you like the 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 sega one we haven't even talked about the sega one the sega beta godzilla pinball machine in the 90s and that's a cool game but you know it's nowhere near as good as this one right no i mean no it's i mean none of the 90s games well i mean first of all like you know williams kind of had more of a magic than uh sega or anybody else did but like even you know the best williams games just really cannot compete with what we're doing now in pinball in terms of rules and um you know the presentation right with lighting and sound it's just uh we're at, we're at a different level now and rightfully so we're several decades ahead of that yeah absolutely yeah no no doubt there all right so let's talk gameplay i'll, I'll let you take the lead on this because you've got a lot more uh time in on it than i do i mean i played it a lot but yeah I, w- I would say this is um a very accessible game and i think this is why this game is, is sitting at number one on pin side um, you know, I, I've witnessed what happens to games that are, are difficult or, or hard or brutal, like with the market, the way it is, it's so many people coming into pinball right now. If you don't make a game that's accessible, you're going to have some, some trouble winning everybody over. Um, Godzilla works because it's accessible to, um, all skill levels. Somebody who's just, you know, doesn't nerd out, isn't competitive, you know, the casual pinball player could probably do something cool. Um, the game's got some pretty easy shots to hit, I would say. If you miss a shot, it's pretty forgiving because it's, it's, it's wide open. Um, even more casual players can certainly start stringing some shots together. You know, a lot of the shots, like the right ramp is, is wide open. Um, there's a number of shots that see, it just flows well. The, the shots are kind of naturally where you, where you think they're going to be on the flipper. Um, so then you start stringing some shots together and you feel pretty damn good and better players are just going to string even more shots together and feel even better. Um, I find that like, I, I don't have to aggressively like be on edge when I play the game. Like I'm always, you know, every shot's going to be my last kind of deal and I've got to be ready to make a save. So it's a little more of a casual experience, but, um, it's, it's casual in the sense that I, I it's, it's forgiving, but it's, a game where the ball is kind of always moving, right? You're not stopping, catching, and shooting. It's actually hard a lot of times to trap the game up on the flipper. It just wants to roll right off. It's always got a lot of momentum on it. So the thing's kind of constantly in motion, kind of moving. Um, thankfully, you know, there's there's moments in time when, you know, like on the premium with Mechagodzilla, the magnet will grab it and give you a chance to breathe. Uh, the super jackpot shot that's, that's lit through um, shooting the building it's called what's it called the super what is it called super jackpot i don't know that, yeah where you have to shoot the the orbit or yeah, the yeah, yeah. destruction jackpot that's what it is thank you and these things are like concepts like that he did on avengers where the the hawkeye shot and like a hawkeye shot like seemed cool where we hold it and drop and you got to hit it and time it but that always seems super brutal to me like i don't think i ever hit that shot and maybe kevin it's you rare. can hit it it's rare. Yeah. yeah, it just it was it was it was like a cool idea, but in execution, it wasn't fulfilling. It became frustrating. Versus now, like the speeds reduced of this because it's not dropping vertically. I think it's more fair. Um, it's still challenging, and it just feels great, right? So, 
Um, yeah, that's my assessment. I would say it's like a medium playing game. Um, you know, it's not super long. It's not like, you know, Black Knight Brutal or Iron Man Brutal or anything like that. It's just medium. And obviously, if you're, you're you know, you, you, you catch a wind and things are going great in your favor, then it does become longer playing. And I think the way it doles out extra balls um, is, is kind of logical, feels fair, feels right, and will we'll keep you in the game and keep it going. Yeah, I uh so one one toy we didn't really talk about was the magna grab like post captive ball thing. That's yeah. that's really cool. Like you don't see that anywhere in pinball it's like so it's basically a giant magnet core, but the way they control it, like they can move the ball around in it, it can whip it up the the orbit and feed your flipper, it can drop it down. And so it does all this cool stuff and you know, even little stuff like that is like that would be a major mech on some of these games, but that's on the premium yeah. value, you almost forget about it because there's so many other cool things on this game. Yeah, and 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 that like, I don't I don't think that works as as well as it can like the magna grab. So like the magna grab has a, like you light it and it grabs it, and that magnet will also stop it like when you have you're ready for ball locks, um, or the destruction jackpot. So it just works as like a magnet, but the magna grab is supposed to, I guess like the ma- get get it's supposed to kind of swing it in momentum. And when you hit both flipper buttons, you can time it so it might go behind the upper left flipper. Problem oh, is, like, problem is that it doesn't it, it doesn't throw it up the orbits like you were suggesting. At least not on mine; it never does. Okay. Um, and it does kind of swing it a little bit, but like the way the game works, sometimes it's it's caught behind on animations, mm. and there's a delay in the magnet grab. So by the time it stops losing its momentum, then it will finally drop it, and and it's hard to really do what you uh, granted this is not like needed to progress in the game in any way i think by its nature it's supposed to be a, more of a rare thing but that doesn't i don't think that works exactly the way um you know in kind of theory it should work okay yeah that makes sense um that i will say you mentioned like like waiting for animations to catch up and i think that's like the one ding i would give this game is Man, sometimes you're just waiting around a long time for stuff to happen, and you're like, I just want to get back to playing pinball. And it's like the Godzilla multi-ball intro is cool, but I don't need to sit through it every time. Like, let me let me advance through this. Um, at the end of the ball, like there's all these animations that play when your bonuses count down. And I, I appreciate a good bonus countdown, but it, it just seems excessive on this game sometimes. Yeah, it, it could no doubt it can definitely be be sped up and sometimes the animations do stack in such a way that like something you did a while ago finally catches up and you're like wait what what like um it's not instantaneous so yeah that's that's it's like a minor quip but you know if you're gonna try to improve this game in some way like it, it could be sped up at times yeah i also can appreciate getting a break but maybe maybe just not quite <laughs> not quite that long um yeah. yeah let's get back to it uh the other thing gameplay wise i want to mention you, you talk about how it can be hard to trap up i also feel like we were talking about this last night when we were playing the pro. It's some the shots are easier to make when you're shooting them on the fly, like the the scoop by the saucer. It's almost impossible to hit from a trap. But if you're shooting it on the fly, like I hit it most of the time when I'm when I'm shooting it on the fly. Same with even oh, you- the, the left orbit, the left ramp. Um, I I was shooting that way better on the fly. Oh okay, yeah. Interesting. Maybe it's just me, my gameplay style, but yeah, I don't. I didn't notice. I mean, I don't. Maybe it's your gameplay style and familiarity with the game. Um, I mean, it's a testament to how well it flows, right? Um, yeah. I, I I guess I don't I don't necessarily have that problem. I think one thing that um, as we're talking about this, so this game has like a number of skill shots, which is cool. Like, yeah. 
a number of ways to do skill shots. The problem is um, some games like mine, and I'm reading on the forums, it seems like the plunge is not clean. So the one that we okay, have on yeah, location, yeah. Kevin at Masuda Chow's like, plunge is perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. My game, it's not perfect. And, and like, there's nothing I can seemingly do to make. I can move the play field around a little bit. It looks like it's lined up on the ball. Um, I've got my my pitch level right. Like, it's just like nothing I can do to get it feeling as good as the one of Masuda Chow's. And like, that that becomes a problem in the sense that like they've programmed in these cool skill shots, but it becomes more of a, a luck fest. I feel like I just really have like zero control. When I when I release that thing, I have no idea what the ball is going to do. I've I've at best a, a, a general idea of what it might do. Um, and I don't know if that was just like, it's designed in a way that it's just, there's like no wiggle room for variations in manufacturing. Right. That's mm-hmm. sure when they design, it's fine. But then you start manufacturing, there's like little variations and that that's enough. And it doesn't seem like there's an easy way to just get it as good as it can be. Cause like I could have said, I played the game of suit of Childs and it's perfect. It's not just like, ah, oh, it's pretty good. It's like, feels great. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because I was I was playing it last night, and you, you know you can get the short one easy, the the shoot around shot. Um, yeah, so I, I can see how that would be frustrating if it's not working well on your game. Um, so to anybody listening who's having that problem, I haven't spent a ton of time on it. Number one, um, something weird like Stern had like a play field like stabilizer kind of like from shifting left to right, and I guess they removed that. Hmm. They were saying in chats, and, and allegedly they removed that because they don't. Their new cabinet design doesn't need it anymore. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I can move that cabinet left and right with like ease. Like it's got a lot of play in it. So I'll move it and I'll get it centered on the um, plunger, which is nice. At least I don't have to move the plunger around and play it with it that way. Um, but the other thing that I did that might have made it a little bit better is like the um, screw on the ramp in the shooter lane. I, somebody said they loosened theirs a little bit and it helps. And I loosened mine a little bit and it might have made it like a little bit better. It's still not, still not where it needs to be, but hopefully that helps yeah. somebody. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like you said, there's these little tolerances in manufacturing can make a big difference, especially on a, like a precision uh, shot like that. And we, you saw it with Keith Lakes, those, those quick turnaround loops. That's what's in the back left orbit yeah. shot. It like kicks it up that. So you got to get a really good shot to get it up there. And if like, on Jurassic Park, some of the screws were sticking out a little bit, or it wasn't like assembled quite right, and that can like make that shot a breakfast if it's not in there right. Yeah, I mean overall, this this uh, I I love that this is an original layout. I, you get tons of points for that. Not only an original layout, it's a legit, original layout that plays great, feels yep. great to shoot. It's very satisfying. Um, that you know upper. Who doesn't like the upper left loops like we've seen a lot of these games now where you can just do that repeatable loops and it rewards you for doing so um it's really good stuff i like the left orbit shot that's really a ramp that goes around so um yeah i mean it's just nice it's refreshing to play a game that isn't like another game yeah and it's easy to make a different play field that's very bad see <coughs> <Yeah>. spooky <coughs> That's why uh, there's a risk. That's why there's the risk to it, you know? Like, that's why I'm sure, like, a lot of the veteran designers just stick to, like, what they know. It's too much of a risk. But, you know, I would not give a fuck. Yeah. He's got this <laughs> well, shit. He knows. He knows. I, I feel like this is the game where he finally figured out that everybody cannot shoot like he does. And he scaled it back a little bit. You know, Jurassic Park was really cool. But some of those shots are really hard. Uh, 
and even on Avengers, some of the shots, even the right orbit, I almost never shoot it because it's just in a weird spot. And if you're Keith Owen, I'm sure it's no problem. It's like, oh, I'll just shoot this orbit as much as I want. But, you know, <laughs> Godzilla, I feel like you found kind of the sweet spot where uh, the, the everybody can have some fun on this game. You might have a hard time with the, the left orbit shot, but you're going to be able to shoot the, the, the right ramp and the big super jackpot loop and everything like that. You're going to be able to, to do... Um, do most of that without much hassle yeah i think every shot in the game is fair every shot in the game is is really good again majority of shots are easy even the ones that are a little more difficult i think are are perfectly in the realm of like difficulty like i want some shots that are a little more difficult like that you know left spinner right Mm -hmm. like let's let's have a shot that requires you to be a little more precise i mean that's 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 pinball every every shot in mandalorian you need to be, be precise like that game is like every shot Mm-hmm. is is precision and and again like having shots that require precision are difficult makes a game more exciting because you're on your edge of seat of oh my god i could lose the ball like this is failures looming and then you make it and you feel satisfying when you have shots that are really easy that that's fun but also you, it takes away some of the drama so i i think overall it's it's a it's a good blend and overall the shots are, are easy satisfying and accessible but there are some ones that you know, you're threading the needle a little bit, and I think that's great. For sure, yeah. <laughs> I was joking that Ebera is the mode where you shoot the, the center spinner a bunch, you shoot the right spinner a bunch, and then you hopefully can shoot the left, the far left spinner. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, you're hitting that flipper instead. Usually one shot to that, you're good, though, yeah. mercifully. Ibera. Yeah, the rules are good that's in it. that way. Yeah. Uh, let's talk some more about the rules since we're, we're starting to get into rules. Uh, what do you think about the rules on Godzilla? So I can't fault it anyway, man. The rules seem great. Like, um, you know, I love the option of choosing the battle modes and then how it opens up later on and being able to choose what city. So you can play the game a little differently every time. Um, there probably is like an optimal path to victory, but you know, I, I mix it up. I play differently. I like how you can stay in a city and just try to build up and do like, you, you know, like there is like selecting a mode and the mode is essentially fighting a doing a, a battle against a monster, but you're also, when you're not in a mode, you're, you're, you're playing through the game in a way or a, in like a scoring sense. So I, I guess I would say the, I never really thought of this. I guess like the, there is modes and the modes are the monsters and you play through the monsters to kind of progress the game, but you don't have to be in a mode to like score necessarily, um, which is cool, right? Like usually games are either like, oh, it's going to be a mode-based game or it's kind of like an open-ended scoring game. You know, like, I don't know, maybe you can consider Metallica like an open-ended. There's not modes in Metallica, right? It's kind of open-ended right. scoring. Yeah. So, like, in this, there's there's kind of both, which is which is the best of both worlds. So I, li- I, like, I like being able to have some decisions. I like not a strictly linear game. And again, I think he does, he improves upon other things he's done. So... And maybe this is this, the credit goes to the person who did the the, the rules, but like on uh, uh, Avengers, there's that cool concept with Doctor Strange and you get X amount of flips, right? Yeah. Um, I you know like that's cool the first time, but then I kind of find it annoying and boring. Like the more I've played it, it kind of wore off on me. Uh, but on this one, they have I, I think it's a uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla. They do that, but they do that via like a multi ball which makes it a little more interesting because you're naturally going to flip a little bit more. It's a little more exciting. And then um, 
you sort of don't fail on that, then it just becomes like an open-ended multi-ball and like how you've done in each round is the value of the shots. So I, I th- yeah. again, like I see that, imp- I see that the good core idea, you know, in Avengers, but I see it kind of perfected in Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to see the evolution of like, yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, that's cool. Limited foot mode. What, what more can we do with that? And you know, what, what do people like about it? What don't they, and we can even improve on it and make it better. That's it. Dude, talking about rules. Like they just got to 1.0 and it felt like every time, uh, code update came out for this there was some awesome new feature like there would be rules and, and like bug fixes and things like that but there's they're always adding so much more to this game and that was another thing that kind of pushed me over the edge to buying one is like there's so much to do in it there's all these cool modes there's all this stuff to accomplish this you're gonna you're gonna be enjoying this game for a while yeah so uh blueberry johnson uh I, i'll give him a shout out because he's he's our uh, man on the street usually good stuff in the forums <laughs> He says, I don't, I don't, I don't know. There are a bunch of tough shots on Godzilla left spinner and scoop are tough. So yeah, we didn't, I don't think we talked about the scoop a lot. The scoop is, is the tough shot on the game. I would say, yeah. Um, you know, my percentage on hitting it's like maybe like almost like 50% mm-hmm. and it's got a pop up or there. And I like that. Like, I like that. I mean, like I don't want the scoop to be super easy. That's where you start a mode. That's where you get the upgrades. That's fine. The left spinner is a, is a tough shot. Like I said earlier, but you can also like pretty much ignore it. For a lot of the game, you don't have to hit that tough shot to uh, progress through most of the game. So, anyways, yeah, that's one thing, like, man. I appreciate seeing you in chat. Yeah, the uh, the pop bumper there is is not as brutal as you think it might be. It doesn't de- it doesn't destroy you. Like you're like, yeah. oh man, it's right by that outline, and it's cool. It's a nice, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pop bumper at different spots. A different way to think of the pop bumper, right? Like rather than oh, let's put. This game's got had three pop bumpers. Let's put them in the back right corner. It's so boring, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, you know, let's try it down there. It makes sense. And now it's a saucer. And uh, by the way, shout out to uh, some of the modders. So shout out to uh, uh, Chrome Candy. Highly recommend his mods for this game. And then Leor's uh, UFO threw that bad boy in there. So um, yeah, I, I'm. Again, I've, I'm usually traditionally not a big mod guy, but I've been going crazy with um, some mods on this game because I think uh, there's really high-quality mods, and um, yeah, I kind of want to make this game a real world under glass as much as possible and perfect this thing. Are you getting uh, plastic trees or no? I've not seen the plastic trees. I See, I'm doing that um, Keiju, uh, Kaiju uh, oh, mod cool, sign. Yeah, yeah um, and do, believe me, we'll, we'll be showing that off when I, I get it. Um, yeah, so it yep. replaces this little sign right here. Yeah. The battle sign, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, what else? Oh, and I, I did a uh, powder coat. Oh yeah. The game. It's Martha's game, by the way. God bless her. She gets, you know, she's got some good games. She's got good taste. Um, we'll talk more about powder coating. Cause I, uh, I want to get pinball refinery on here to talk about like, we'll, we'll continue my story from the summer lessons learned, but highly recommend shout out to pinball refinery who did, a. Uh, fantastic job on on powder coating it's the only place i'm going to from now on and to uh, to answer uh blueberry johnson's question yes we did the non-manufacturer updates already so you'll have to rewind the uh the vod if you want to check it out or wait for the podcast to come up it'll be up there up on there yeah that was one of the things like talking about mods so i started i i didn't really pay attention to the mods i i had seen some of that but not being an owner you don't pay as much attention but there's just so many to go through and it's like man there's like six different pop bumper mods and there's yeah. ones with different like light up boards and 
I like the one from uh, Hooked on Pinball that's coming out. It's all chrome. It looks really cool. So, uh, man, tough decisions. I know uh, Pat, I was talking to Patrick. He said he's getting a different one. He's getting the one with the, the breakout board and a different light show and stuff. So, it's like, all right, I'll check out his. I'll check out Dude, yours. he's not messing around. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. You should uh, throw a pinwoofer in yours. Is it? Did you put one in yours or no? No, I just I, I, I put the pin woofer that I got into Rush because I go uh, music pins first. But, you know, if you get your hands on one, I think this is a good game to put it on because yeah. uh, the music and sounds good. And, and again, Godzilla's like the keeper, right? Like that's yeah. that's the one we can you not you don't mess around with. Yep. Yep. It's cool. So what else we got? We got uh, uh, we talked about rules um, and last ability. I mean, I, th- I think this game is a keeper. Yeah, it's solely a keeper. Um, I think this is a game that very easy to recommend. You know, this this is going to be a huge seller for years to come, rightfully so. Um, you know, I'm not I've not beaten it yet. I've not gotten super close to beating it, which is fine. Like I, the worst thing I can do is beat a game. You know, I, I sometimes wonder if like a lot. You know, subconsciously I hold back because once a game gets beat, then it's it's kind of sucks. But yeah, I think last ability is great. I think there's a lot of content here. It's just it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I can I can see it being a long term keeper. Like I said, every code update that came out, they're adding tons of new features and stuff to it. So, uh, yeah, it might be a, a more forgiving layout, not quite as brutal like like you're saying. Shots are further back, so you can you can have a better shot at at saving your ball a lot of the times. But you know, it, as long as the game fits the the rule set, the rule set fits the the layout, then it's it's a good match and. I think that that's exactly what you have here. Totally. All right. What do you give it, Kev? All right. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a nine. I think it's like I, I struggle. Like I don't. Like I want to play it more in my house before I I rank it. Like I feel like it's like a nine and a half, but I don't know if it's that good. I feel like it is, but I don't know if it is. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at a nine right now and. We can that can be to be determined uh, once I get more time on it in my house. And and do you differentiate between the pro and premium when you give it that rating? Like I know we don't normally get into that, but we yeah, both play. You've I think played they're both really enough. good, man. I don't think yeah. you can go wrong either way. But the 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 toys and stuff on the premium are really really cool. Yeah, I think I think it's a great game either way. Yeah. Um. Uh, this is the first game that I've reviewed on the podcast. I'll give, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Oh, shoot. Perfect 10 so, from Nick. Dude, I, I don't know how you make a better pinball machine. Like, you can yeah. have other pinball machines that are 10s, but I just I, I look at this game and I struggle to think, what could they have done differently that would have made it better? And it's and I, and I a lot of times that's where you differentiate and you start lowering the, the rating of a game where you're like, oh, they could have done this, they could have done that. This yeah. could have been a little better, you know. Like you, you, you get into that, uh, but it's a total ten out of ten. Yeah, total ten out of ten. Can't I can't disagree with you there. I could. It's the same thing. It's like, well, so I I was just judging some. This is for work. We I I, I judge award entries for other chapters of this PR group that I'm in, and uh, I had one entry was like, you know, I was going through the going through the the rubric. I'm like, well, they did that. They did that. They did that. And I, I'm a I'm a tough grader, man. If I find points to take off, I will take them off. I couldn't find. I was give him a hundred, and I was like, "You did it, man! Like, good job." So I can see, I can definitely see this being that kind of game. Well, yeah. Um, good on you for getting the game. I mean, look, look, look. I said premium's the way to go, and I, I stand by that. But no, not to anybody who has the pro. 
and for whatever reason you have the pro, it's a great game. You're better off having this game than not having it. So however you got to get your hands on a game, uh, I totally recommend it. It's hard to go wrong. This game is, is, is just a good example of just how good pinball can be. Awesome. And uh, to Blake's point, you know, uh, how's the chipping and pooling on your, on your Godzilla? Um, I won't go into it too much. Okay. Because there's a case going on. Mm. My distributor is helping me. Okay. But I will say this, and this is disconcerting on the quality end of things. So whenever I get a game, I always take a piece of clear vinyl, which I prefer over Mylar. It's a little thinner. Um, and you know, I put in the shooter lane, like I don't do a cliffy in the shooter lane. I can, you know, you can always put cliffies later on, right? Like cliffies mm-hmm. cover it up completely. And even with like a hundred, 150 plays, it has chipped through and worn away the wood there. Um, I, I, I this is lowering down the trough stream to the lowest setting. Yeah. It was going to be my after question. Having, this yeah. is after having the game for a little over a month. I've never seen a game wear like that, ever. I, you know, the the Walking Dead I sold. The game's seven years old. God knows it's got over a thousand plays. It's nowhere on the shooter lane. The Rush looks fine. Led Zeppelin, which I've played, God knows how many hours and plays over the last year, looks great. So that's that's really it's really concerning. Especially on a game where a lot of us are like, this is a, this game's a keeper. I, I I don't know what to make of it. It's really yeah. weird and really bad. And it also tried to burn down your house, but the game we itself did. is really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, if you want to hear more about that, go to last month's podcast. Then yep. <laughs> you can hear all about that. The trials. All right, so that's gonna do it. We do have. Stay tuned though. We got a brand new episode of Topper Talk with Goring coming up. So so don't go anywhere. But uh, before before we wrap it up, you can give us a follow on all our social media channels. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and uh, join us on Discord at discord.gg slash Buffalo Pinball. Shoot us an email. We haven't gotten an email. And if somebody, that's what I want somebody to send us an email. You can say, say whatever you want in the email. We'll read it on the, uh, well, we might read it on the show next month. Um, you can email us at talkpinball at gmail.com. Uh, you can support the channel through Twitch. You can subscribe with your Twitch Prime account for no extra cost if you have amazon prime over at twitch.tv slash buffalo pinball we have a paypal account if you want to just drop some cash buffalo pinball at gmail.com and uh you can leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform of choice if you could so we don't have a lot of reviews on spotify and on spotify if you're listening on spotify all you have to go in there is click the five the five stars it's just real quick it's right on right on the page boom give us a five appreciate that it'll help us Bring us to the top of those uh, those uh, rankings when people search for pinball uh, under reviews on Spotify. So, all right. Until then, uh, anything else to, to wrap up the show? What, what's the final word, Nick? Go out and buy uh, Godzilla. Go out there and buy go. it. Get a rush, get too. You're crazy not to have a rush, too. But, yeah, get both those games. Just like J- that. Just, just buy both is what Nick Lane says. Don't be afraid to sell games. I was afraid to sell games for a long time, and I thought, well, I'll never get rid of this game. But, you know, once you rip the Band-Aid off, um, you know, it's fun and easy. If you've got a game that you haven't played in months or even a year, why do you got it? Go out and yeah. get one of these new games. They're fun. Play more pinball. 
Yeah, it is fun to get new games. Like I that month where I got both Weird Al and Toy Story, I was like, oh man, there's like so much pinball. I'm gonna play more pinball. It's so good to have the new games. Serotonin hit. You forget oh, yeah. when you when you're unboxing that game. And before oh, yeah. you get to the part where it doesn't boot up or when you're <laughs> unboxing it and you see the truck come, you kind of forget that like every second, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, you're, you're hurtling towards non-existence. <laughs> Buy a pinball machine. It'll make that, make that, make that uh, weight even better. That's right. All right. And you know what else makes it better? Topper Talk with Gorn. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Topper talk with Gorin right now. Let's all have some fun. This is about plastic on top of your pin. Go and buy one now. There's a topper here and a topper there. Here a topper, there a topper, everywhere a topper. It's critical to the gameplay experience. You must buy one now. It's your monthly fill of toppers right now. Topper talk with Gorin. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Topper Talk with Gorn, the part of the podcast where Kevin and Nick give me about three to five minutes to talk about everything happening in the very active and profitable Topper community. Now today we're going to be talking about the Topper or the Topper and Topper for the Topper for Total Nuclear Annihilation. So let's head into the office and uh, let's have a look at it. Okay, so here we are in the garage, so let's dive right into things. Total Nuclear Annihilation uh, was a game that was designed by Scott Denisi. It was a homebrew initially. He started the project back in 2015. He brought the game to Pinball Expo in 2016, and then Spooky Pinball actually produced the game in 2017, and they initially made 550 units, um, but now Spooky Pinball's announced they're going to uh, make 250 more uh, of the game, and... uh, that's on sale now. Now, the cool thing is, is that Total Nuclear Annihilation actually came with a topper, which for every game sold, which is something you really don't see nowadays, um, a lot of companies will charge extra for the topper. So TNA um, has a red beacon on top. It's interactive, depending on uh, different parts of the game, it will spin, it will light up. And it really adds that overall atmosphere uh, to the game that Scott's created with the lights and the music that he's made and then matt andrew's art as well um but the funny thing is is that so the game comes with that topper but there's also a topper almost for the topper that's for sale and you can view it here um it's it's technically mounted to the back box of the game but it spans above the beacon uh and all it says is spooky pinball hot pinball action um now you may be wondering what uh why there's such a simple topper and that's actually paying homage to high speed which also came with a beacon topper back in the day so um that topper uh was a beacon looks a little different from tna but very similar and it also had a hot pinball action topper with the williams logo on top so that's just a fun nod to to williams now a cool thing about um this run of or tna in general is their topper um, is actually a slot machine topper, Scott told me. I guess it was simpler to just purchase slot machine toppers rather than assemble and create uh, their own beacon themselves when it's already been done um, and are mass-produced for the slot machine industry. Now, the last thing I want to say is I did mention that, you know, the the hot pinball action topper is an upcharge or was an upcharge, but for the new run of 250 units, as a surprise, Spooky decided to throw in that topper 
uh, with the other topper and have each one signed by Scott Denisi and and uh, labeled with the year as well, which is pretty cool. So it's a very simple topper, but um, especially the beacon, it really fits with the theme and adds to the overall gameplay experience. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Topper Talk with Gorin. Tune into the next podcast for another episode. And as always, get out there and buy a topper. Thank you for coming to my Topper Talk. I haven't watched one of these in a while. That's great. <laughs>